My name is Brianna, and I welcome you to the Tales of Adventure, a D&D podcast like no other. So I go by D. That's not my real name. I'm like a GM mentor slash presenter. I go around to a series of cons to panel about like, here's how to improve GMing, uh, mostly on the West Coast. I also write for a blog, uh, Gnome Stew. Should I say it's award winning? That feels like kind of like a humble brag, but it's a it's a pretty solid uh, GM focused blog. So all the articles are about, hey, here's how to improve your game. Here's th- things I care about. My dream is one day to be invited to Gen Con as a guest to speak about GMing. I'm playing Isonia Soothsinger. She is a healer slash fighter. You look like you've had quite the fight today. Would you care to join me for a drink? Well, if you're offering, then I'd be glad to. I've had a bit of an on and off day. How so? Well, have you ever had, let's call them a friend? And they, they seem to act in your best interest. But also they simultaneously put you into a very bad position. I guess I guess that's the cleanest way to say it, I would imagine. Those are not the most fun friends to have, but everyone gets them sometimes. So what did this friend do to you? Oh, I'm sorry. I haven't introduced myself. I'm Sunny. My apologies. My name is Istra. Okay. And it's less about what this friend of mine did to me, more so to our other group of friends. I'm not sure what you call a group of adventurers. A murder? Is that what they call it? That can be very accurate, depending on the group of adventurers, but I think some people call them their, like, a troop or a party. I don't know where that term party came from. Sometimes. Well, that also depends on the group of adventurers. Mm-hmm. A party, a company, a troop, a band, uh, an assortment. I, I do prefer calling them a murder because I've never seen more people eager to attack another group. But, right, so what this person did. Very recently, we came upon, how can I say this, a large sum of money. In a chest. A large sum. Interesting. A lot of platinum. And so we would... I decided to take the most reasonable method. And I got them turned into bars. Because that would be easier to transport, move, carry. What we found out a little bit later was that apparently they belong to a local... They called themselves a mafia, whatever that is. Oh, wonderful. I've had to deal with groups like that before. It's, they're shady people. Yeah, so we have about 80 bars, and each bar is worth about a thousand. It's a lot of money. 
a friend of mine, a good, I can't say good, a friend of mine decided that they thought, oh, this must be perfect material for smithery. So they went to a blacksmith and as a gift to me, they had one of those bars melted down and turned into a sword. And it is a sword I am now holding that is worth a thousand platinum. I, I don't know what to do with this. It's a very good question, because I imagine it cannot be very easily returned back into the condition it was. What do you do when you swing around literal money? He called it, he, he, he used a, do you know what the word I'm sorry. I've I've had a long day, and and I'm now currently holding a sword that could feed potentially a small nation, and I'm just distressed. Drinks? You had? You said there were going to be drinks. Yes, I'll have a round of drinks for me and my new friend here, and keep them coming. It's been a long day for the both of us, it seems. What was your day like? Oh, lots of traveling couple bandits tried to sneak up on me. Did not work out well for them, and it was mostly me getting into arguments with friends who I had keeping an eye on situations who were trying to blackmail me for more money before they would give me the information. We could both use better friends. Yes, I guess the feeling. So, I'm guessing you've been on a fair share of adventures. A handful. I've been around in a while. So where all have you been? Well, that's complicated. I guess I would say I started in a village, just like any other story. But I wasn't looking to become anything. I was just a doctor there, a medicine woman, a surgeon, if you may. Very noble profession. We tried to make it so, help people. And then bandits, just like any other story again. They come in, what do you do? And Bastards are everywhere, aren't they? I I didn't know what to do when we were attacked. I'm not much of an anything. Am I... Do I have magical arts? No. Do, did I have martial combat? No. I knew how to use a scalpel, and there was a sword, and I think the rest spoke for itself. But I... I wasn't... It, it's not... My kind of job, you know? We're spending your entire life to help people. Even even what we would call bad people. I, I wasn't ready for that. Most people aren't when they're forced into this life. That's even more unfortunate for people such as yourself who only want to heal people and make people better. To be forced into a situation where you have to harm someone or even kill them it must have been incredibly difficult. I was younger then, and I was a little less mature, and a little less aware of the world, and a little less stable, because after that I ran off into the woods, and stayed there for ten years. Kind of. It's, it wasn't bad. I thought I would be alone, but then uh, I made friends, and I stayed with them. And after that, I was finally ready to join back the society, and everything has changed somehow. You tend to change quite a bit when you disappear for 10 years, but... I guess. Sometimes you just need to. <sighs> it was a it was an ordeal. So, adventuring, after that, you go, you go off into the, um, the north winters, 
Yetis, etc. It was that 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 was a whole ordeal on itself. It, I ended up joining this group. It was a temporary group that we were just making it to the next city, helped some people there, and I went off adventuring. It's I have a smattering of adventures and honestly a bit more faces than names I could put to them. I've been there myself. I travel a lot and adventure a lot, and there are some faces where I honestly don't remember how I know them. Other faces, I wish I didn't remember how I know them. How long have you been traveling? That is a good question. I more or less retired from the adventure life several years ago, but let's just say it doesn't quite let you go as easy as I expected it to. Before then, I... About as long, far back as I can remember, I've always been on the road, saving the world, saving lives, trying not to die, mostly succeeding. Got really close a couple of times, that wasn't fun. For the most part, I suppose I'm concerned for my future then. Thinking that I'll have to go through these sort of things, I either want to retire or I want to just run off into the woods again. It's... It's noisy in these cities, these towns, even a village. Back at, um, I guess I could call it home. I, I did, I was there for 10 years. It was simple. There was the chief, there was his wife, there were other friends and family. It was, there was no more than 40 of us at most. And sometimes the numbers dwindled, but I guess, I guess it didn't dwindle as much while I was there. Because you were there to help those who got injured and were ill. A bit of that, a bit of that, yes. Uh, and there was a lot of injuries. It's a lot of injuries. People don't tend to look kindly towards orcs. Or traveling with orcs. Didn't realize that. Yeah, that's, um, no, I didn't travel with them. No, 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 no. Them, the people I lived with, the tribe, yes. We, I was wandering in the woods. I came across one that was in trouble. They they were small, no more than my knee. It's been very young. A very young orc, yeah. And as much as I've heard the rumors, I've seen the damage, but could you let a kid just die there? No, I could not. Unfortunately, there are more than I would like to admit that would. So, yeah. Yeah, I helped them out. And he offered me food and shelter back at, uh, back at, well, his encampment. And they brought me over there. And that was, that was a hassle. The chieftain, I'll never forget the first thing he said to me. And I'll never forget the first thing he threw at me. It was a javelin, right? Right. It, it almost, it almost cut through my ear. It must have been terrifying. Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. But... I want to imagine he had enough control that it was, uh, that he didn't mean to. He, he always, he always looked to me and every day and he was like, I'm really glad I didn't kill you, but I should have. It's, um, it's an orc thing. I, I can say this. It's, they show their love through violence. It's, it makes negotiations with them interesting to say the least, but thankfully there are some orcish bands that... Are, are worth trusting, and it sounds like you found one. To a degree, it's... Did you know, in the Orcish language, the terms for hello and goodbye, do you happen to know what they translate to in common? I honestly don't remember. I had someone else there to help translate. 
Ashdautas Vrasibalda. Someday I will kill you is a hello. Nar Udautas, not today, is how you say hello back. And how can I say this? I don't remember the phrase for goodbye, but it translates to I'll kill you tomorrow. It's fascinating. It honestly is. Uh, hearing this kind of makes me want to spend more <laughs> time with some of them to get to know them a little better. Uh, that's not typically the response from hearing that hello and goodbye is I want to kill you, but... If they use this among friends and family, it's an interesting culture, I guess. And if it's a band that does not actually kill each other, it would be in- a unique opportunity to learn more. I can't all be mindless monsters. Does I mean not all humans are? It's. I want to imagine a lot of it has to come from a misinterpretation, a mistranslation of. It's a cultural difference. It's a cultural element that you are not a man, or sorry, you have not become an adult until you've shed blood in a fight. Sometimes animals are more than enough, but it tends to come up that your worth as a person, as a warrior, as an orc, leads to how deadly the fight was and whether or not you were left standing after. Sometimes, often when I see or when I hear stories of orcs just like coming from the woods and attacking people. I can only think, oh, that must have been someone's... um, Coming of age? Coming of age, that's the term. Yes, thank you. That makes several things make so much more sense. Also makes me glad I didn't kill the last one. That's that's good. Bastard got me pretty good, but I didn't feel like chasing him. Yeah, well, that's, that's more than... That's a little bit less than mercy, but... I I would more than imagine they appreciate it. It's it's complex. Also, he stabbed me in the leg, so it was difficult to move. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, my healer plan was not that far. But when he ran off, I figured it wasn't worth pursuing. Poor thing, also kind of seemed a little terrified of me. Yeah, that can happen. Sometimes there's orcs out there not ready to be an adult. But either way, I. I tend to deal with a lot of those. More than enough times I've had people in the tribe come back completely covered in scrapes, bruises, cuts, lost arms. That's happened a few times. But I did my best to keep them afloat. I, I suppose to any anyone else that would be difficult to be with a healer that specifically went off to heal orcs. But it was it was rewarding in the way. And they treated me nicely. And I learned a lot from them. You were given a unique view into a world that very few even care to think about, much less try to understand. In a way, you Mm -hmm. could think of it as a gift. You have the ability to share that story and share that world with others. I would suppose, but I'm not typically... I'm not meant for a stage or an audience, I believe. I don't think that's... I don't think a healer or a medicine woman should be in the spotlight. It's their own, but you might run across some researchers who would be interested in hearing your story. Could help them and then have them be the ones on the spotlight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I suppose. Perhaps one day I'll 
be able to share more of this aside from this nice conversation with you. I'm glad to hear that you're enjoying it. Where, so what did you do after you left the forest? Well, I think I mentioned earlier that I, I ended up heading north. I suppose I'd been in such a humid forest for so long, I figured it might be good to have a change of scenery. I went north. I somehow ended up in a cave. It gets cold up there, and the winters were long. Very cold up there. It is fairly cold. I met a mind flayer. He was nice. He didn't want to kill me, I suppose. And I met a small group of friends. They, I remember one named Barthol, but that's it. The rest were, I guess they never really left too much of an impression on me. It's, you see, you see so many, you know, fighters or mages or other sorts, and they all kind of blur together. I imagine, especially if you're trading groups every so often. I have a bit of a difficulty sticking around for too long. I come in, and at some point I leave. I think that's normal, maybe a natural form of life. If I follow around a single group, I think that teaches them to be reckless, I I think. I guess in a way that does make sense, because why practice caution when you have a friend who will heal you every time you do something stupid and there they get killed? Exactly, exactly. Someone gets it. Thank you. It's. Does anyone learn a lesson if after a fight, after a slaughter, they just heal themselves up all over again? I kind of saw that in my tribe before. Well, I mean, eventually I had to leave for my own reasons, but that was not not one of them. I don't want people to get hurt. And I don't want people to end up in those situations where they might have to hurt others. So I leave after a while. I joined that group. We went through the woods and the, well, the wintry woods to another town, Maxley. I can't, uh, I don't know if you've been there. It's a military encampment slash town, I would imagine. And there were a lot of sick. Helped them out. And by the time I was done, the group had already left. It's unfortunate. Well, it was good of you to stay behind, to stay there and help. You're not like me, right? You had an adventuring group before. Like, and when I say before, I mean when you stayed with. Yes, I did. I've traveled with a couple of groups for a couple of years. In a very long time. I keep in touch with some of them, though. Oh, that's nice. So they haven't died just yet. And yet, some of them have tried rather hard, but they're either more resilient or they have friends who are healers who are much more stubborn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... There's one or two where I think their god wouldn't let them die. That's a complicated situation, to say in the least. Have you ever noticed that, by the way? In 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 this realm, it just feels sometimes the gods are very hands-on. Yes, I have. They're, they aren't hands-on in every realm, but there are some where they seem much more inclined to take part in the everyday. Some of them, it's for the better. Others, it's, it's like they're just playing around and yanking our puppet strings for their own entertainment. I feel that here. I feel the rampant number of god-based healers, or I, I suppose they would call them clerics. I'm, it, it feels almost, have you, have you ever had the kind of case where you feel 
kind of like there's something over your shoulder and then you look and it's the cleric and you wonder if they're looking at you or if their god is looking at you. It's, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. I just, I guess I've always been uncomfortable with clerics. Some of them, yes, I've felt that before, but not all of them. Okay, so I'm not as crazy as I, as I come off, I swear. I, it, <laughs> sorry. There is no need to apologize. You see a lot when you're living on the road, and understandable. Hmm, yeah, I'm okay where I'm at. I mean, with this current group, I'm less okay holding a sword that's that, that that's worth a small town. But still, that's like 10,000 gold pieces. Jeez. <sighs> How in the world did they go about taking the platinum, taking it to a smith and getting it turned into a sword without the smith questioning anything about it? He offered the smith another one of those bars. He didn't think it was all platinum. He thought it was some kind of very shiny alloy. So when he gave the smith the bar, being like, oh yeah, you can have one of these. And the smith, I have to imagine it made his day. There's no blacksmith, I feel, unless we're talking about a legendary one that would take 1,000 platinum as a payment. Oh, God. Would this happen to be the blacksmith that, that is currently closed up the street? Is he closed up? Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Yes, if that's the same one, I imagine he is well on his way to retirement by now. If I recall, uh, the average person can live off 30 gold pieces within a month. <sighs> to have 10,000 is what? It's practically a lifetime. God, I have a sword worth a lifetime. Oh, God. It's quite the ordeal. And I'm not sure anyone would know what to do, what exactly to do with that. You want to see it? Yeah, so it's very, I would very much be interested. Have you any practice with swordcraft? I'm curious. Craft? No. Uh, sword play? Yes. One of the orcs of my tribe... They were very well-versed with swords, and they taught me how to fight. I'd only ever use a scalpel, and so he showed me this sort of weapon. It's single-bladed. It's long. I, I don't necessarily recall what he called it. It started with a K. But point is, he said, this is like a long scalpel, and I went with it. Could it have been a katana? Katana, yes. I don't know where that word came from. But, yes, it was a katana. Honestly, me either. I have some scholar friends who may know, but personally, I I don't know. So, so yes, I had an orc friend, Barazzo, yes. He was obsessed with weaponry, but he especially loved this katana. He taught me that. And so I use these now. It's, it's often hard to find a blacksmith that's capable of using uh, making these. But if I show them it, it's usually more than enough. I'm fairly good with the sword by now, I believe. I'm not the best, but sufficient. Enough to be able to defend yourself and defend others. Yes. There's an orcish saying again. Um, let me think. It's Snaganar Bashlufat. It's it more accurately translates to slaves don't make war, but it is also often he used to say the dead don't make war the orcs likened it to plants. The world has a lot of plants and some are bad for the world. 
And so you need to trim. You need to cut. There's... Have you ever heard this term, controlled burning? Yes, I have. I've, I know some people who they live in the plains of Asker Deathlands and they use controlled burning to, I don't know, keep it healthy? I've never really understood it, but I've seen them do it. It's interesting to watch. Druids, elves, it's this idea that a forest is a living being and you need to... If you've seen those bonsai trees, those small ones, there's never enough resources to go around with it. But controlled burning is you burn away what grows in excess of what the plant is capable of giving life to. Imagine you have a vine and the vine keeps growing, but it only ever gets as much water as the original vine has, which means over a longer area, you have to keep giving it more water, but eventually, due to its overgrowth, the entire thing dies. And a tree and a, and a forest is like that. So, you, so people, so sometimes elves and druids would burn small areas, and then it would cause the area there to also be very fertile. So, through controlled burning and growth, they're able to keep a forest alive. And the orcs I were I was with, at the very least, kind of see people in that way. There are humanoids out there that do harm to the world, and some that must be culled. Some that must be fixed and healed. More often than not, an orc seeing someone doing something truly good for the world and that they aren't bad, often they'll just leave a person alone. But I never really understood before I left, but after coming back to the cities, I've seen the leaders, the mayors, the people that have... A large amount of money and power and I can only think maybe they were right. It's a very simplistic way of looking at things but even I cannot deny the truth of it. There are definitely those who live on this world and only seek to do things that will bring arms to this world. Sometimes they mean well but they do not truly understand the damage they cause and some of those people cannot be saved. It's a tragedy but yeah. It's a harsh reality of the world we're in. And for many orcs, that's what they see a lot of humanoids like. They also see humanoids being the type that will go about, kill creatures, get their treasures, and leave. It's complicated because I feel separated on both of these sides. But yeah, many orcs do see the world as a living organism. And not everything is healthy for it. That is true. That's... A few points that I wish more people could understand, but it's difficult to translate to other cultures that they're not Turkish, I guess. It's, uh, yeah, it's not the easiest. We live in a very messy reality indeed, do we not? Mm-hmm, we do. Um, yeah. So, what is your plan? Do you intend to continue on, on your adventuring, pruning where you can, or... Do you plan to return home? I don't think I can say there is a home for me anymore. There was a tribe, but they had to move on, and so did I. They said I'm always welcome, but they also gave me a few things to say if I ever... Oh, you, you should remember you should remember this one. Ash doubtus vras du baltat. No, sorry. Ash doubtus vras du If you ever say that to an orc... They'll hesitate to kill you. 
it stands for someday I will kill you. And if you say that in this orcish phrase, that might save a life or two. So it's Ash Deltas. Say it with me. Ash Dao D A U. Ash Dao. Ash Deltas. Ash Deltas. Vrasu. Vrasu. Asu. Batlat. Batlat. Yes. You, uh, if you ever have a group of orcs running at you at high speeds, often likely trying to prove themselves or to become adults, that might help. I'll definitely have to keep this information in mind, and <laughs> especially when I'm traveling back through that area where I last got attacked, I feel like there's probably a tribe in those woods. <laughs> likely. Maybe I'll know them. I've traveled about to different orcish tribes. They're more hospitable after you prove yourself in battle. Far more. Interesting, but I guess it makes sense. It's a different culture, and sometimes I feel the anger or the negative looking upon of other cultures kind of comes from a lack of understanding. So true in so many worlds, not just this one. Exactly. If you've ever had a cultural... If you ever made a mistake in, say, the presence of an elf or a dwarf where they find something offensive. It's just a different culture and different belief systems. Orcs seem to have a more radically different one, but it's not necessarily like one is inherently evil. I I hate that more than anything. The idea that when people think that orcs are on base, naturally evil. It's gone a lot of people I know killed on both sides. I don't believe any one particular race is inherently evil. There are some who, yes, may have more ties to the darkness, like the tieflings with their demonic ancestry, but that does not inherently make them evil. I have met a tiefling who was a paladin before. Oh. Charming young lady named Virtue. I've also met a drow who was a paladin. Spent most of her life working for the fairly dark person only to when she realized the truth of the world she left that life became a paladin and you also mentioned you met a mind flare who who was kind there is no one race that is inherently evil whatever race you're looking at there will be some good there you seem to have how can I say this you seem of good blood um that's a that's a weird way to say it, but orcs often focus a lot of details around blood. What is it? Anga Jakishi. It means you have iron in the blood. It's a high compliment. It means you have the willpower to make a decision, and you have the strength of steel in your blood. I was always wondering what that meant. I had I got in a fight with an orc a while back, and it ended up being a draw, and before he disappeared into the woods, and I think that might have been what he said before he disappeared. I can see that. I can see that. Angajakishi. Yeah, I was with a group of friends trying to find something ancient and long buried, and ran into him on the way, and now I'm wondering if he had something to do with what was guarding it, or if he was just there. Mm-hmm. We'll never know. Likely, well, truly, I never know, but I believe most adventures come with their own mysteries that never really get solved, and it's part of what makes life interesting. I think so, too. 
you've been a pleasant conversation partner. Is that how you say it? Companion? Friend? I'm so unused to calling. That's close enough. I believe friend or acquaintance or... Depends on who you ask. (laughs) But I very much enjoyed speaking with it. It's not very often you come across an adventurer who is so philosophical and wise in a way that even some scholars are not. You have an understanding of the world I wish more people had. Thank you. It's it's something I'm I'm not oh god. I'm I'm sorry I'm blushing. I I'm not wise. I just stayed in the, I was in the woods for ten years. But thank you. Wisdom can come from some unexpected places, I have learned. <laughs> As a healer you have to you have to look at a lot of people. You have to meet a lot of people. Bedside manner is important. And what else do you do other than reassure them that they're going to be fine and ask them how their day was? Often it's bad because if, if they have to see me, it's usually been a bad day. I'm not, I don't think I'm particularly wise or knowing. I want to imagine I'm still young. I'm 33 now, I think, compared to the elves. I'm, I'm still a child, probably to them. A reg- like an elf at 33 would be what in diapers if they have them. I'm uncertain, more or less. More or less. Of course, most elves look like everyone is children. Some are a little bit better about guessing ages, but it's harder for for them. I've noticed. I'm still young in the grand span of the world, and it's just I just try to asking myself a lot of questions. The number one being. Why am I fighting right now? And that's when I first had to do away with those bandits before, I was uncertain and I couldn't live with myself. And it was only through many years being with those, with my tribe, that I eventually got over that. And I eventually realized that some things just have to happen. And I think the limitations of what we're capable of doing, assuming you're not a wizard, is... You do good where you can, and sometimes you end up doing bad, but you do what you can, and you can only really affect that which you touch. Yes, and sometimes you try your best to do the right thing, and it still doesn't turn out the way you want it to. Mm-hmm. It's uh, unfortunate yeah. truth that comes with living in this world is not everything is as straightforward as you think it is. You just have to do what you can. Well, Here's to making the world a better place, one interaction at a time. One at a time.
Tales of Adventure is directed and produced by me, Brianna Toiber, as part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network. The music is by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To see more of his work, visit his website at chesterstudios.net. Find out more about Pseudonym Social by visiting our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com. If you like what I'm doing and would like to support this podcast, please go to patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial and choose one of the tiers connected to Tales of Adventure. You can also leave a review on iTunes to make our show easier to find for those who need it. 